Welcome back to the full uh, After Hours. Coming up will be Dick Bales to talk about his short writings of Nelson Algren. But on the phone with me now is my old friend and a guy I've admired for a long time, Doug Cummings. Doug, how are you, first of all? I am I am good, sir, and, and that goes two ways. You're one of my radio heroes. <laughs> well, at least you only get to listen once a week when I'm on. Uh, it, some, years, some years ago, you and I... I if memory serves, which it always doesn't anymore at my advanced age, you and I talked about a, a book called Escaping the Ozone. You have republished this book, uh, Doug, and you have done it for updated and uh, revised it. And you were spurred to do that by the horrible thing that happened on July 4th. Where were you on July 4th? Well, uh, it, it's a quick story. I was headed downtown Highland Park to get a sandwich, mm-hmm. and I got a call of what had happened, and at that point, um, I was nearly there, and I went ahead and continued. Um, I knew that there would be information that I needed to have because the uh, the safety training is now my business. Yeah. And, um, I wanted to talk to people who had uh, experienced it and uh, you know see if I could be any comfort. I'm certainly not a counselor, but um, I just want to let some people talk and see you know what they said and kind of hang around and listen to some of the witnesses. And it was um, it was very interesting. It was a horrible scene. I I got to tell you, and you know how many I've covered. Well, uh, that's that's the uh, thing you have covered yeah, as a horrible. as a as a cop and as a crime reporter. You've covered an incalculable number of horrifying scenes. What occurs to me, Doug, as horrifying as was uh, July 4th in Highland Park, because it was up close and personal, the last six years has seen this kind of explosion across the country of tragedy and terror. Yeah, yeah. And and there's really, you know, there's... There is uh, the one thing that I would say to, to people is that your <clears throat> your chances of being the victim of an active shooter are minuscule. They're a fraction of one percent. Uh, but there is all kinds of street crime out there. There's all kinds of domestic uh, situations that people can get into, and that's part of why I rewrote the book. the The main reason was to give people who have been victims not only of this. But in any circumstance, um, the information to have a little bit more control uh, of their lives. One of the things that victims crave, because they've just lost control of whatever situation they were in, whether it's an active shooting or a, a street crime or a burglary or whatever, is is that sense of control. And I figured that if I brought the book back out, updated it a little bit, talked about the things that are meaningful to me, um, that uh, it might help people... Uh, who have been crime victims and who someday could be crime victims. One of the things that I've I've said all along is that nobody plans to become a victim, but the unfortunate part of that is that most people don't plan to avoid it either. Exactly. Exactly. Sell, yeah, they seldom think about the predator that, that you know could be right around the corner, but they forget, they don't think about the fact that the predator could be uh, thinking about and probably is thinking about them. One of the things that I and I'm so glad you could join me and thank you again, Doug Cummings. That 
something what has been happening over the last ten years, forever, but increasingly over the last years is is so much as I called it tragedy and terror that people. I think, and you would know this because you, to my mind, are on the front lines of this whole thing, that people are numbed to it and almost think, well, life's a crapshoot and there's nothing I can do, which brings into play your book, which tells them there is something they can do. But do you think the public in general is numb to this kind of new wave of, uh, of tragedy that's afflicting us all? I don't think they're necessarily numb. I think that they often don't think about it past about six weeks after yeah. an occurrence, even yeah. locally. I mean, here in, in Highland Park and, and all along the North Shore, you know, the the hurt is oh. still very meaningful and, and very deep. But uh, I was in uh, Omaha um, about a week and a half after the July 4th shootings, and nobody there, I, I'd say, well, yeah, I was in Highland Park, and they said, Highland Park for what? Uh, they didn't know they, uh, and you know that's that's, <laughs> that's not that far away yeah. and in fact omaha just about had uh, an active shooter in a target store about two weeks ago so they've been touched by it too uh fast work by the cops neutralized that but it could have been a really horrible situation you again know, though I, I say that the percentages are are not uh high that you would be a victim of an active shooter but it's the kind of thing that uh, everybody needs to be thinking about wherever they are. They need to be aware of where they are and what's going on around them. Well, basically, what, what your book is, uh, Escaping the O-Zone, uh, is basically kind of a, a personal safety handbook. We were talking to Doug Cummings, who wrote this book some time ago, uh, but has updated it uh, and revised it as has been necessary because of the crazy world in which we live. After a short break, we'll come back, and I want, I want, I want, I want you to buy the book. But I also want Doug to to tell you he is out lecturing and helping people on a very personal uh, level. How he does that and why this book. I'm not going to say it would save your life, but it would certainly give you a sense that the world is not totally off its rocker. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Uh, there are a few people in this area who know more about crime and safety and the aftermath of crime than my old friend Doug Cummings. You have heard him as a reporter. He's been a cop. Uh, his book, Escaping the Ozone, that's the letter O-Zone, Intuition, situational awareness, and staying safe, I think, is something of a Bible for these uh, wicked and uh, dangerous times in which uh, in which we live. Uh, that he was compelled to update and revise it uh, because he was close to the tragedy in Highland Park on July Fourth. <laughs> Do you find, uh, Doug, people? in need more than ever of what and i'm not going to say you're 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 not a preacher but you are certainly advocating that there are ways to to maintain your health in this nutty world yes yes 
I think that's true. And I think the the main thing that I, I try to stress, first of all, people may be wondering what the O stands for in mm-hmm. ozone. It's oblivious. Yes. Oblivious meaning that uh, people who, who uh, as as I do often, as, as you do probably, sure. are heads in the clouds. We're not thinking about uh, death and destruction all the time. And nor should we. No, um, of course. The, the way to... The way to do it is to is to have what is technically called situational awareness, and that's a big term, and everybody wants it defined. And I just break it down to say you're thinking as though you're driving, because mm. when you're driving, wow, you are perfect. situationally aware. That's perfect. Unless you're paying attention to your phone or whatever, but um, yeah, it's you're you're watching for people at stop signs to run the stop sign or the stoplight. I mean, there are a hundred things that you do when you're driving. Uh, that uh, you know that, that you could also be doing when you're walking down the street, when you're walking into a club or a restaurant or a concert. Um, you just need to be thinking about the things that may not be quite right or that may be about to happen. Hmm. And after you do that for a while, it becomes second nature. How do you do it? Give me give me a lesson, will you please? If I'm Walking down, if I'm walking out of this building at Wacker and Columbus, and it is, uh, you know, 7.30 at night, as it will be, and I'm walking west on Wacker, you're right. I I, I don't look around. I don't pay a great deal of attention to my environment. And I should, right? Well, and that's... Well, sure, that's the key. I mean, watch to see who's around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch to see if anybody's watching you. Huh. And it becomes obvious when you glance at somebody and they turn away suddenly. You know, sure, it, it could be embarrassment, but pay extra attention to that person or those people. Um, you know, every every time that you're out and about, you always need to know where you are. Yeah, um, I've talked to people after uh, situations that have happened to them, and you know they'll they'll tell you well I was you know on on Wacker someplace, but you really need to know where you are if you're going to call in for example an emergency, you need to know the address or at least the cross streets of where you are. Mm. Uh, and I preach that even if you're riding on a bus, yeah. or if you're in a cab, yeah. Yeah. You know, or if in a in, in a, you know a, a, one of the uh, one of the other services, uh, always pay attention to where you are. Um, if Does one that, of the things I also is there is there a danger is there a danger Doug in even though you're you're so articulate about all this and passionate about it too of of uh, making people paranoid and how do you fight there is a certain, how do you fight that urge Well it's uh it's tough sometimes because yeah. you don't want to yeah. walk out uh, and and do 360s every uh, every few minutes you know and turn around and, and uh, be waiting for somebody to come attack you. Right. But it, uh, I think what happens is I'll fall back on the car analogy. Uh-huh. Uh, if you're in the car, you're not thinking about that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's in your yeah. consciousness. Yeah. You're, you're watching it. But you, you, eventually, if you look long enough um, and you pay attention to some of the guidelines that I talk about in Escaping the Ozone, these things will become automatic. One one little thing, and it, it has nothing to do with your walk home, probably. Yeah, um, let's hope. When, when you are, anytime that, uh, if you're going to any kind of entertainment venue, concert or movie, or even going to a restaurant, what kind of shoes are you wearing? And if there was an emergency, could you run in them? 
Wow. And even more of a question to the, the people, the ladies who wear high heels, could you run, could you take them off and run that way, uh, just leave them behind? Could you run mm. in your stocking feet or your bare feet? Um, that's a piece of advice that somebody gave me a long time ago, and I thought, you know, that makes, that makes some sense. But it's, it's the little things, Rick, I think that people don't get. Um, you know, it's, it, you don't sit in your car. Uh, your, your car is not your home. Right, uh, and you don't. You may feel safe in it, but you can't feel that safe. Mm. Uh, particularly if you've just left a bank or an ATM, people are looking at people who've just left banks, and particularly people who've who've just left uh, ATM machines. I got surprised once. I was sitting there, my head was in the clouds. I wasn't even counting the money, and bang, bang, bang on the windshield, and it was a guy who thought I was taking too slow in line and wanted me to move. Mm. The fact that it was one thirty in the morning made me reach for a gun. But, you know, back in the days that I was packing all the time, but it, it was my fault because my head was in the oblivious zone. Mm, very uh, interesting. You've always got to look around you. You know, if you're leaving a, leaving a bank or an ATM, if you're at the gas station, you know, and you get out to give, uh, you know, to give yourself a couple of gallons of gas, lock the doors. Don't mm. leave your phone in the car. Put it in your pocket, especially if you're going to go in and pay. You know, you don't want to leave your car open because anything in the car can be taken in a couple of minutes it's very interesting what what kind of what kind of groups uh doug cummings avail themselves of your knowledge and your you know what you're a personal safety trainer who what is your audience who is after you to help them in the past it's been churches i've i've done a lot of work with churches doing assessments and vulnerability checks and that kind of thing. I ran a Sad. security, I created and ran a, a security unit for a church for 15 years mm. uh, and picked up a little bit of, a little bit of information that way. Uh, but just about anybody, I've, I've talked to doctor's offices, you know, the staff of doctor's offices, uh, which is a, you know, they can be easily targeted. And, sure. Uh, in one of the offices, I found out later that they added a, a video security system and a locked door between the, uh, uh, the waiting room and their, you know, the main part of their offices, mm. um, you know, because they were afraid that there might be somebody, um, you know, coming in to, to hurt them. Um, I've talked to, uh, you know, the the uh, social groups, uh, the Lions and, the, you know, all those kinds of groups, um, you know, breakfast clubs. You know, anybody really who's got a few people who are interested and want to listen. Sororities have been places that I've been to talk in yeah. the past. Yeah. Um, is know, the best time. It, is, it's interesting because. Go ahead. And, no, go, go ahead. I was wondering if the best time to address these matters is in the wake of uh, mm-hmm. a disaster. I would think yes, because I think people yes. are. You go yes. ahead. Talk about that for a while. Well, sure, it, it, because there's a, as we said, there is a um, a, a very short lag time uh-huh. after anything like this happens. Um, if it's nationally, you'll see the the local response is uh, maybe a week, um, and maybe even mm. local the local media won't follow up on yeah. it at all. No kidding. Uh, there were two instances in California. Uh, you know, we, the two mass shootings in California. I didn't hear. I mean, I, I saw the initial coverage, but after a week or so, nobody was talking about it, uh, and, and nobody that I knew was talking about it. So you, you, the, the thing is to, to get started talking about it right away and put enough in people's minds that they, they leave wherever the venue is that I'm speaking or 
anybody who has this kind of background in speaking, that they think about it going home and buying the book certainly certainly is a good way to, to accomplish that. Well, one of the things, and this is why I've always, and one of the reasons I've always admired you is 100% of the proceeds from escaping the ozone will go to the Highland Park Community Foundation. They must have been delighted uh, and thrilled and grateful to hear that from you. Were they, Doug? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've talked to their director several times. I've talked to the to the uh, people in Highland Park who have contact with them. They do a wonderful job. Uh, their, their victim assistance fund for just this instance mm. um, is has been amazing. Uh, and, you know, there isn't really a day, and, and my friends will tell you this, there really isn't a day that goes by that I don't think about the victims of that. Um, I am sure, I am sure that is, I am sure, and tell me I'm wrong, but I am sure that is true for most of the people who live in Highland Park. Uh, that is a, a, that was a, a tragic, traumatic event that, that for the people there, yes, it may not be covered in the press until, you know, the 4th of July rolls around, but, but it, uh, it's ever present in their lives. Yours too. Yours Highland too. Park, Highwood, yep. Glencoe, yep. All, the, all the North Shore particularly. Well, and also because it, it was such an unusual, yes. unusual thing in it's a very like, vulnerable area. Well, in the way, in the way Doug coming in, it's like, wait a minute, this can't happen here. This can't happen here. Yep. Uh, wow. Uh, you can, how do people reach you, uh, Doug? I guess they can go to this, uh, there's a website here, escaping the o dash zone o dash zone zone dot com com. and that will get them to you uh, go ahead my my uh my publicist is marcella raymond the great Um, marcella raymond her own agency uh and uh i give her a little plug there and uh, uh she handles all kinds of things but this is the kind of thing she's doing for me and she's really good at, at uh finding times and and places that uh you know where people can uh can have me come in well the need i think is uh is huge and i think that people in many ways this is providing a great service because i think a lot of people have no idea where to turn and you're right and we just forget about things and it leaves the evening news and it happens in you know alaska and uh we don't care about it but there's i i just think your your thing about the situational awareness is uh is really valuable i think it it will not breed paranoia it may indeed keep you safe doug cummings uh keep in touch and what you're doing is great because escaping the ozone all the proceeds from this book of doug's revised and uh, updated will go to the highland park community foundation you've always been a good guy doug cummings and it's uh, you're doing you're doing a great thing here thank you rick you're welcome it's great to talk to you